When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another edition of Draft Nation Podcast. My name is Joe 412, and I'll be your host for the next 30 minutes. So here we go, Draft Knicks. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Draft Nation is, we are members, a brother and sisterhood of Total Draft Knicks, and we believe that sports drafts of all shapes and sizes deserve more coverage. In fact, we believe that they deserve daily coverage as each year professional drafts in all four major sports set records for viewership and attendance. This past year was no different. The NFL was up 12% in viewership. NHL was up almost 50%, and the NBA set records uh, this past year, too. So on Draft Nation, every week you're going to get an in-depth analysis on all four major sports drafts and draft prospects for the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, and Major League Baseball. Tonight is not going to be any different. Uh, we'll break down free agent marketplaces and how that might affect your team's draft strategies. We'll talk about potential trades for your favorite teams, their salary cap implications of those same teams. And last but not least, Draft Nation will always, always, always offer analysis on each of your favorite teams and their positional needs for the future. But before we get into it, for a big kickoff tonight, we want to thank our sponsor, Caliente's Pizza and Draft House, home of the world's best pizza. If you haven't had it, check them out at worldsbestpizza.com. And without further ado, Draft Nation goes back on the clock, and tonight – it is a pleasure for me to introduce our guest, Mark Parson. Mark is a three-year NFL veteran of the Houston Texans and the New Orleans Saints, and we'll get into that a little bit later. He's also a community leader in his home in Richmond, Virginia, and he's a business development director with a company called D1 National or Nation Virginia in his free time, which is a youth football organization that hosts over 40,000 families in tournaments and football in the state of Virginia. Mark, sounds like you have a resume that can go on and on, but welcome to Draft Nation. You are now on the clock. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, Joe. My pleasure, my friend. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. I gave them a little bit of your resume, uh, but uh, why don't you tell them a little bit more about Mark Parson, the, the man, and Mark Parson, the player. Yes, sir. I really appreciate the time and uh, to be on the show. So I'm from Richmond, Virginia. I went to Fourth Union Military Academy, and I had the opportunity to get a full ride, a scholarship, to Ohio University. Please don't confuse us with Ohio Buckeyes, Ohio State Buckeyes. Cause we, we, we don't want them. to talk about that other yeah. team. We don't do that on this show because I'm a Wolverine. Uh, there is no Columbus exactly. message here. You could skip. Oh, man. <laughs> exactly. So I played cornerback. I was a defensive back, um, had a great career in college. And I had the opportunity uh, to go to the Houston Texans New Orleans Saints. Now, here's the thing: on Draft Nation, I actually went undrafted, and I have a story. That that was a story in itself. So I would love to share that, you know, that experience with you. You know, 
But uh, play three years. Well, no, look, Mark. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why you're here, man. Okay. We, you know, we have we have people that come on to talk about their past to uh, the pros, right? And you know, some you know folks, especially at the NFL level, you know, they go through the combine. Others have successful pro days and personal workouts, and they find their way there through the XFL or the USFL or the CFL. Uh, you have a really unique story, one we haven't heard on the show yet. Uh, so I, I think our listeners are really going to be interested to see how your your pro day kind of launched you into the NFL stratosphere. Oh yeah, definitely. So I was in the MAC, so that's you know that, that's a smaller conference. It's not a Power Five, but I, I had a really like I said a really good career. Um, I'm what you would consider undersized. I'm five nine, and I was about one eighty five. Um, but I was known like everybody. I, I was quick, you know. I could run, and I could stick with everybody. So everybody was like, you know, as long as Mark runs a fast 40-yard dash. So just letting everybody know that, man, those numbers, those pro day and combine numbers mean so much that I learned the hard way. So um, I actually, uh, when I got out, my main focus was 40-yard dash, 40-yard dash. So what happened was Deion Sanders at, at that time was working for the NFL Network, and he wanted to get into, like, he was trying to kind of figure out what he wanted to do. So that's when, this is around 2009, everyone. He started Prime U. Joe, do you remember Prime U? Dion is my favorite player of all time. Uh, if I if I could be <laughs> anybody else in this world, I would be Dion Sanders. So yes, I I love Prime Time and I, I remember Prime U, but I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh yeah. So he started Prime U, and the thing is, I actually was gonna stay around here to train. We had this really good um, the speed training program here. You know, he was credible and. Um, had a great reputation. So I was going to go stay around here. You know, it wasn't expensive. But the, my dad was, like, really pushing me to go train with Dion. You know, it's his first time. His first, This is his first time doing combine training. So I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to go. I'm, I'm just going to stay in Richmond. And I get a, I get a text. No, I get a call. And imagine, that, you know, he was my all-time favorite player too, right? It's prime time, man. I get a call, and he's like, hey, Mark, what's going on? I'm like, who is this? He's like, this is prime, baby. I said, get out of here, man. It's not prime time. Come on, this is <laughs> Yeah, so he was like, man, I was so, man. Like, I can imagine how these kids, when he recruits them and stuff, um, I can imagine how they feel, you know. So he called me, and I'm like, oh, shoot, this is prime. He said, so what, man? You coming down to Dallas to train with me or what? I was like, yeah, I'm coming, man. I'm coming. So I ended up going to Dallas. Um and training, and the funny thing with Dion, um, I, it was a surreal experience just meeting him at first, right? Uh, the thing about Dion is he's actually a quiet dude. Like if you, if, if the cameras aren't around, he's like, hey, hey guys, let's, let's you know, let's go through the particulars, let's do this. And as soon as, because he was shooting, here's the thing, he was shooting a reality TV show at, at Prime U. It's actually on YouTube. If you look up Dion Sanders Prime U, you'll see us training down in Dallas. But he's like a really quiet, laid-back guy. And then as soon as the camera comes I have comes such a around, hard time believing that. He's such – he's so electrifying. He just has that kind of personality. Oh, yeah. But, hey, you know him better than I do. Well, as soon, here's the thing. As soon as the camera – if he sees a, just the blink of that camera, he's like, hey, baby, this is prime time. What's going on? Like, he turned, he's got a whole new character. He's a whole character, <laughs> man. Like, you got Dion and then you got prime time, you know. But – um. <laughs> The funny thing, I will say this, though. Here's the thing, Joe. So the thing is, I learned a lesson. 
when you when you choose something that has such importance, make sure you go to a place that has not a reputation but a history of success. Because to be real, prom you didn't work. Like a lot of our numbers went down, man. It was actually it was technically not organized, and I say that nicely because I like prom. I like Dion. Um, but when it came to the the actual – look, he taught me how to play corner. Like, he taught me how to play man. I set up a YouTube channel where I teach, you know, thousands of guys how to play at Cornerback Pro, all that stuff, right? So I learned a lot from him. But when it comes to, like, the combine training, every single one – we had Darius Butler. I don't know if you remember Darius Butler. He got drafted the second round. We had Captain Munnerlin. You know, Captain Munnerlin actually left early. Carolina, he's an SEC guy. His numbers went down. Like, it was actually really bad, bro. Like, my number, so my 40-yard, I ran the slowest 40-yard dash in my life at my pro day. I didn't get, I didn't go to the combine. So you got to get invited to go to the combine. But I ran, all right. my numbers went down, and they, I was expected to get drafted at least around, like, fifth round. And, man, it was the worst. <laughs> we talking about draft. That was, like, the worst day of my life in 2009 at that time. I didn't get drafted. <laughs> Well, what so, was that? Was that a function of it being his first time at Prime U, and he was trying something new? You would think on reputation alone that the guys that showed up at Prime U would, you know, that especially if they were invited by Dion, he's not inviting you for for show or as a favor. He's inviting you because you're a talented guy. I mean, that didn't carry any kind of weight with the, with the pros. They didn't care. They just wanted to look at the numbers. Oh man, your your forty yard dash. You got to listen, I had a kid this year. I had a kid that I was working with. Now, I don't train for speed. I don't do speed training. All I do is uh, I teach, like, technique, how to play man coverage. I was, like, one of the first people on YouTube teaching man coverage, right? So I had a kid out of, um, should I say his school? I had a, all right, let's just say you I can. had a kid in you Mountain can. West. Okay. <laughs> I had a kid uh, out in uh, San Jose State, and he literally – I'm talking about he is definitely one of the best cornerbacks in the league. I mean, not the league, but in college football, guaranteed. I mean, this kid's a baller. He's tall, lanky, but we knew he was going to struggle with his speed, right? So I wanted to get him training with someone who I know, I know for a fact will get you faster. If you run a 4-7, you'll run a 4-5. If you run a 4-5, you'll run a 4-3. I just know it. But for whatever reason, he chose to go with someone else. And, you know, and he ended up running – he went from – he was the best cornerback at the uh, – what's the – oh, man, what's the All-Star game? What's the second best All-Star game? What is it called? Um, like the East-West Shrine game, or are you talking about the Reese's Senior Bowl? Yes. It was the Shrine, it was the Shrine game, East-West Shrine. So he was the best cornerback. Yep. Um, he, he actually won an award um, for the best cornerback. So he had the skills to play. He was a baller. Man, he ran an extremely slow 40-yard dash. He didn't even – not only did he not get drafted, he didn't even get picked up in free agency, and he's literally one of the best corners in the country. But he got a smaller school, and you cannot run a slow forty at, at cornerback because th- those numbers matter, man. They they care about it, you know. And you can run a fast. Well, we just saw it this past completely. year at the combine. With I'm dead to interrupt you. Go ahead. Yeah, you're good. No, no, go ahead, Joe. Yeah, I was gonna say we just saw that this past year at the NFL combine. You had a guy like DJ Turner. Who ran a sub four three forty at corner, which got him, you know, drafted in the second round, uh, and you know, and or uh, a, a Darius Rush, who was was who who ran just just above a four three uh, out of South Carolina, and he really 
was the, the, the second corner on that South Carolina Gamecocks team. I mean, a lot of people, you know, uh, I, I, I was one of them had, had valued uh, the other corner. We won't mention names here, but Darius Rush came out and blew, like just blew up at the senior bowl. And then, you know, I had a chance to see him in February out in, at the, at the combine and like the guy, you know, you put up a four, three, two, uh, and you're going to get, you, you're going to move up draft boards. And so I hear you on this, on the speed thing and 40 yard is crazy as this because it's straight line speed and you don't always have to have straight line speed to be a good corner. Uh, but you know, if you run as fast as Daryl green or Dion, uh, the, the, it does help. It makes up, uh, I think Rod Woodson called it, uh, you know, uh, the, he had, he had, he could, uh, like make up speed. Yeah. Make up speed. Well, I, I, you're a Pittsburgh guy, right? So Mike Mitchell, I don't know if you remember Mike Mitchell, he played safety for the Steelers. Uh, he was number 23. I sure do. He's a West Virginia he, guy. Yeah. No, 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 no. He, no, Mike Mitchell would play safety. He, all right, so, like, he came out of Ohio uh, University. So, like, he was, my senior year, he was my roommate, okay? Mike was about six, okay. I think six foot, six one, about 225. So, Mike, Mike didn't have any scouts coming to see him all senior year. Like, he was a big hitter, right? Mike was a smart football player, big hitter, but for whatever reason, he just didn't get much. He wasn't getting much attention. I was getting all the attention at Ohio, right? Um, and our pro day, we had about 12 scouts, so 12 different teams coming to our pro day. By the way, it was like it was 35 degrees outside and snowing, and we don't have a indoor facility at that time. Now, Ohio University has an indoor facility, and the funny thing is Coach Frank always used to sell us on that, like, hey, you should come here because we're going to have an indoor facility. We're changing things, and we never got it. The guys after us got it. So, But um, Mike Mitchell, he came out to our pro day, and this guy at 6'1", 225-ish, 220, he ran a 4'4'5", I believe. But here's the thing. He did it and pulled his hamstring with five yards left in the 40-yard dash, and everybody was like, oh, my God. Like, all this – because, I mean, he he would have ran a 4-3 that size. So, everybody, all the scouts are looking at him. Those are big numbers for a safety, man. Dude, that changed his – so, I mean, listen, our whole lives literally changed in – in 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 a forty yard dash, my 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 stock went down tremendously. Okay, and his stock went through the roof. So here's the thing: I remember on draft day, the first day I knew I wasn't going to get drafted, right? So I remember going out with my friends and we went fishing, and I'm looking at my phone, just kind of looking at the draft while we're out in the uh, you know going fishing, and I see Mike Mitchell gets drafted second round to the Oakland Raiders, and we're like, what? <laughs> Think about it. we're Ohio University guys. Mike didn't get he didn't get looked at. He didn't go to the All Star game. He didn't go to the combine. He didn't even get any visits. I'm I'm not sure if the listeners know how the visits work. So you get like official visits where they fly you in. You can do a little like like a light physical, um, you know, check you out, and then you get to go through the facility and they basically it's like an official visit at a college recruiting visit, right? But it's for NFL. I forgot what they call it, like your, your 30 visits. I think it was – I forgot what it's called. But anyway – That's exactly I what went it on, is. I went on three of them. And the, I remember um, go, Frank – not Frank, but uh, Coach uh, Joe Gibbs. Not Joe, but Frank. I, mean, I, forgot, I forgot his name. But 
Coach Gibbs was our DB coach at Houston Texans, and he was like, hey, I'm not – when I went to the Houston visit, he told me, he's like, hey, Mark, uh, I'm not going to show you what we have, how where we have you on our draft board, but we're looking to get you. We're looking to draft you, man. And then when I actually got picked up, so there's a long story in between that, but when I eventually made it on the team for the Texans, he straight up told me, he said, look, we were going to draft you in the fifth round, but you ran a slow at 40 yard dash. <laughs> Oh my God! Oh man, <laughs> man. Well, hey, look, you still it's, made it. They still got you. It's the same though. I, I'll, I'll say this: like draft nation, man. Dra- getting drafted. I mean, first of all, you know you're less than one percent of just playing in the NFL. So I'm very appreciative now. But it's almost like being a walk on, like um, at a college. Yeah, you can earn your scholarship but you never really feel wanted. You always have a chip on your shoulder, which maybe works in your favor, but you never feel – you like that stepchild that, like, Cinderella story without the success quite yet. You know what I mean? It's like – it's just different, man. Oh, You're no, not I get you, man. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of those guys, though, man. Some of them are in the Hall of Fame, right? And you're right. I mean, there are guys out there that use that as motivation. And, you know, and but once you get – you know, once you make it, you made it. It doesn't matter – you know, there's that old saying that, you know, what do you call a doctor that graduated, uh, you know, last in their class? You still call them doctor. You know, here, it's like you're still in, man. You made it to the NFL. You made it to the league. And, you know, e- even though you have one of those negative pro day stories, it's a cool one because you overcame it, right? And that's what this is all about, right? You had a you had a chance. You struggled. You got there and you made it. And, and I think that's what's so attractive about your story. It's not one that's that's an easy one to follow where you were going to go in the first round and pedigree and all that other kind of stuff. You fought to get into a little school. You fought through your pro day. You fought fought through some of those, you know, possible mistakes that you made and you still made it, man. Yeah. And and I appreciate that, man. I'm, and I'm very thankful for it. Uh, And I will tell you this. So the funny thing is people think, Oh, once you made it, you're in, it's a weekly contract, man. Like in the NFL is the, I, I, the reason the NFL. I believe the NFL is the best uh, league in America because they keep like I'm telling you guys. I, I hear some some people say, "Oh, it's rigged and all." That. I'm telling you, all players, the players, they're playing all out because the teams can cut you. It it's a one way contract. Like they can cut you any day, any time of the day, any day. And, and you don't get paid. So you see a guy like Patrick Mahomes. Oh, Patrick Mahomes, he he signed up. And I, well, he got he, he's different. I think he got a guaranteed contract, right? Like he's the only guy. He ever, may right? have. I know he and and Lamar and some of those guys. That, that's the that's the nouveau thing after Deshaun Watson to Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. Well, most guys, they what they do is they put the majority of that contract in the later years. So if they sign you a five year deal. They put a majority in that in the later years, and then they cut you right before that, and they don't have to pay you that, you know? So Yeah, there's no it, guarantee. It's, it's not business, like baseball, man. right? <laughs> oh, man, baseball, basketball, yeah. hockey, those guys, man, they, they, they got it made, man. Football, but here's the thing. That keeps you playing hard, man. Like, you can't ever let up. You, you know, in basketball, a lot of people say, you know, they wait to play hard until the playoffs. That doesn't happen in American football, bro. In the NFL, everybody's going hard. I don't care who you are. So, and, 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 well, and I'll tell you this. For you, who? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, I was just going to tell you another yeah, thing that I was very thankful for. I played with 
Super Bowl winning New Orleans Saints. So that was my – I got cut from the Texans um, game uh, – week four. And then I got picked up by the, the Saints. And I got to play with one of the best offenses and quarterbacks of all time, man. Like Drew Brees was amazing, dude. One of the best leaders I've ever been around, period. Yeah, I watched him. I was a big fan. He was at Purdue when I was at Michigan, and and just the guy was, uh, you know, just you knew then he was a gunslinger. And he, like, you know, he suffered from the idea that quarterbacks needed to be of a certain size. We heard a lot about that in this past draft with – you know, uh, a certain quarterback that went number one overall to the Carolina Panthers uh, in his size. But, you know, you look at a guy like Drew Brees, and he was six foot. He wasn't small, but in the league, that's a small thing. And the guy would just had the gunslinger attitude and, you know, didn't have a problem throwing the ball down the field, had great field vision, um, you know, and, and for somebody who, because of his size, slipped uh, in the draft, uh, um, you know, and, you know, had to start uh, out his career. I mean, look, he fell into it almost similar in the same way you did. I mean, he was drafted in the second round by San Diego and LT was picked, for, you know, first in that round. So he went out there and had a chance to play with those guys and then bounced uh, to where you ended up and, and you, you had a chance to play with him on the, on the other side of the ball and we're in, with the, with the saints. But that's, that's a great story, man. That's, well, you know, and that's sometimes serendipity, right? You know, so you, you're all the suffering you went through, you got a Super Bowl ring out of it. <laughs> and I, hey, I will say this. Before, hopefully, before uh, this call ends, I, I do want to hear your opinion because you know Sean Payton. So the teams that I played for with the Texans and the Saints, top five off- offenses, right? Offensive head coaches. What do you think, Joe, about this whole Russell Wilson? Who Russell Wilson is from Richmond, Virginia, by the way. So he's from where I'm from, right? But what do you think about Russell Wilson and Sean Payton? What do you think is going to happen? So you know. I honestly think that there's there's a couple of things. I mean, obviously Russ is on the back end of his career. I, I think that Seattle, um, when they traded him, you know, fleeced the Broncos in the sense that they got plenty of draft capital, which they're using and have been using over the last year or so, and they got Noah Fant and and a handful of other uh players as part of that deal. And, you know, Geno Smith played really well for them last year. Not as well as Russell Wilson might have, but, you know, I think Russell Wilson went to Denver and was, and I hate to say it this way, Denver lost out on the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes. They went and they got, um, you know, Nathaniel Hackett. They hired away, you know, Rodgers' offensive coordinator from Green Bay. They brought him in to be, you know, first-time head coach in the hopes that that would lure Rodgers to Denver. I think that's really what they wanted to do, and they wanted to kind of reprise Mm -hmm what they had done a few years earlier with Peyton Manning, uh, and it just fell through, right? Hackett wasn't ready, and Russ had a down season. And, and Russ is a guy that, you know, the you know, let Russ cook is, you know, this guy is like a playground football player. I mean, the guy just runs around and makes stuff happen. He might not be, you know, the Peyton Manning field general type or the Tom Brady type, but the guy's won Super Bowls. The guy has the talent to do it, but he is, you know, now in his mid-30s and, you know, had a down year, but, you know, frankly, you know, Denver didn't have a heck of a lot of talent. So we'll see, you know, he was injured and, you know, uh, maybe this year is his bounce back year. And if there is a coach that can get him on the right track, it's a guy like Sean Payton. I mean, I think, I think Sean for the last 10 or 15 years has been one of those coaches that's a 
top five, top three guy uh, behind the Belichicks, per- perhaps behind the Tomlins, a few others in and around that same conversation. You know, the guy can make it happen. He knows offense. And, you know, with Russ's mobility, he's going to be more mobile than, than Breeze was, um, you know, and he doesn't have Breeze's arm, or at least what was once Breeze's arm. Uh, but the guy's innovative. And I think that, you know, if you get, you know, uh, you Javante Williams coming back off of injury and you get the receiver receiving core squared away, he'll have his weapons. They always have a good running game. Uh, and, and if anybody, I think Peyton's, you know, he's got the, the pedigree to make their offense go. Now you might disagree with me, but you know, that's my thoughts on it. Oh yeah. All I have to say about it is this. If they have half the defense, that they had last year, they got a shot. Because think about it. They had, for a while, they had, like, the number one defense, right? The thing is, all they needed Russell to be is number, like, mid, like, 15 out of 32. He was, like, dead last, right? <laughs> so so the thing yeah. is, if He's Sean Payton, season. if they have a – oh, my God. It was one of the worst quarterback seasons I've ever seen. I felt bad for him, man. So if I, the reason why I bring, bring it up is because we're talking about Drew – and Sean Payton, but if Sean Payton can turn Russ around, man, I have to give, I have to really tip my hat off to him being an offensive genius, man. So yeah, I'll tell you, you know, you we'll know. we'll see. There's a lot of sneaky, you know, sneaky sleeper picks about them making the playoffs as a wild card team. I mean, look, it's hard to get through Kansas City, the gauntlet of Kansas City, the uh, the rising stars and Justin Herbert and, and San Diego. Uh, Raiders are going to be down again. I don't know what happens with Garoppolo there, but they have Devontae Adams, not much of a defense. You know, so the, the Broncos could make some noise. Uh, it's just the AFC is just a tough nut to crack right now. And Russ has to regain some of the form he had in Seattle to be competitive because they've got they got to go through Mahomes. they got to go through Burrow. they got to go through Allen. They've got, like, there's a lot of quarterbacks in, in the AFC. Herbert uh, and Mahomes, just in his division alone, uh, that are that is going to make it tough for them to to get back to you know playoff status, but we'll see. I mean, I think like you said, I mean Peyton, you know, had you know he didn't have to do this. Like he was clearly waiting for a place where he wanted to go and chose to 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 do it in Denver, and that's one heck of a football town, man. So uh, we'll see what he can do with them this year, and you know we'll have this conversation in February of next year, and we'll see how it goes. But I think that Russ clearly, if he can get if he could shake off the the injury bug and, and kind of get back to, you know, playing ball like he had been playing. I mean, Sean might be the guy to put him over the top. So we'll see. My number one. Well, anyway, hey, look, my, we're coming. Number, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, we're coming to the end of our time. We only have a couple of minutes left. And I, I do this with all of my guests. I do a real quick lightning round with them. So I'm going to throw a couple of questions at you. And I just want, you know, one word, one sentence answers and uh, and then we'll fire through. And then if you stop me and stun me with something, I'll I'll uh, I'll make sure that uh, I stop. We could talk a little bit about it. But are you, you ready to do a, a quick uh, gauntlet of the lightning round? Sure. All right, my friend. Hold. You know, I can hear I can hear the reticence in your voice. But here we go. Um, your favorite NFL player of all time, and it can't be you. Barry Sanders. All right. If you. To pick an NFL coach that you didn't play for and had a chance to play with him, who would it be? Belichick. Oh, huh. I didn't expect that one. So that makes sense. Defensive coach, defensive back coach. I get it. I get where you're going with that. Um, 
your the favorite play that you made of all time, college, high school, pro level. You tell me. I interception for uh, us to beat Illinois at Ohio University after they called it the junior college when we came out on the field. We beat a good kid school. And we, it was amazing. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, that's a good one. So you, you, hey, look, that one you that's that goes in the trophy chest right there. Especially when they yeah. called you a JUCO man. <laughs> All right, last they were like last lightning college. round. Oh man! Oh no! Oh no! Oh, that's bad. So last question in the lightning round, and this is going to be the toughest one, I think. But I, I think I know the answer to this one. I'm going to throw it at you anyway. Texans or the Saints? Hmm. That's actually tough. Um, I'm going to go with – One gave you your shot. Gonna, the other you got a Super Bowl run with, right? I'm going to go with the Texans because they treat me really well now. Yeah. <laughs> they treat me well. Boy, that's hey, great. Listen, last place. Last place, but they treat me very well right now. Yeah, that's all right, man. As long as you got your, your foot in the door, that's all you need. Well, Mark, thank you very much for being on Draft Nation tonight. We appreciate that. And, again, big thanks to our sponsor, Caliente's Pizza and Craft House. Again, you could check them out at worldsbestpizza.com. And if you haven't had their Doritos pizza, I'm telling you, do it. If you're a fan of pizza and you're a fan of the, the, the Doritos chips, I, I don't think you can go wrong there. Um, in our last moments, just one quick reminder, uh, while Draft Nation may be off the air, we are always on the clock for you. We'll see you next week, same bat time, same bat channel. And until then, I am Joe412 signing off. Mark, again, thank you very much for being our guest this evening.